excited for this episode. Okay, I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Sorry, I have lost all train of thought of how this goes because I am so excited for this episode. The old cart before the horse. <sighs> My dang. Hi, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like instead of an opening bell, we need just like Vincent Price or something. Like a welcome. I don't know. Something. Something epic. Let's try this. Huh? Yeah, I like it. (laughs) So this is coming to you the Thursday before the best holiday ever, at least in my books, Halloween. Mm, Yes, Halloween is also, I believe, I swear to you, I cannot believe that you and my wife don't spend all of your time together (laughs) just discussing all of the things because her uh, her favorite holiday is also Halloween. And she and the other day, she and I were having a conversation about the fact that she was already seeing people that were putting up decorations. And she was like, look, I plan on decorating my house as soon as we get back from dropping off our kid at college. But I even even I think it's too early right now. Oh, see, I've got that in this episode. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) So this is kind of a fun one. You know, we are a financial podcast, but uh, obviously with Halloween, you've got a lot of finances with there of. Are you going to be the house that potentially gets egged because you have crappy candy? Or are you going to be like the big roller and pass out full-size candy bars? I mean, what are you going to be? Full-size candy bars, yeah. So, yes, it is. In case you didn't know, Halloween happens on October 31st every year. It's not one of those holidays that is on like the last Sunday or the first Monday or any of that. I mean, I'm not going to say we don't have any international listeners, but our our international listeners are, are pretty few and far between. So I'm thinking that probably most Americans know when Halloween falls. Well, I was very upset when I, I mean, I guess it's not an American, when my uh, best friend moved to Australia, went to go visit her. I was there Pretty soon after Halloween, and just, they don't do it over there. Mm. She's really hoping, like, she wanted to have a campaign where I just come down there and send, like, bukus of Halloween stuff to try and make it happen. Okay, well, we're going to, I'm sure, if we're I know gonna, you, we're going to get into all the history and the oh, yeah. foundation of Halloween and all that stuff. But, you know, first we've got something far more important to take care of. The list. So what are we doing? I can't even imagine what we would do for the list on a on an episode like this. What on earth could we possibly hmm. come up with? What should it be, Katie? <laughs> well, if you remember back several episodes, like, I mean, it's been a while. Around October last year, we did all these different haunted houses, you know, fake ones from movies, and mm-hmm. then we did real life ones. So I thought, why don't we do Halloween movies? Beloved movies that either are about Halloween or that probably is going to be streaming in October in your household. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I can guarantee you that some of these will be showing in my household for sure. Yeah, and I know there's a lot we probably left off, but this is just the list we've got for now. Okay, number one, Scream. Sydney. <laughs> and I mean, there's several of those. So. Okay, number two, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, a classic. <laughs> okay, uh, The Addams Family and hmm. The Addams Family Value. Ah, yes. Dun-dun-dun. dun 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 Okay, that was a prayer I learned when I was a kid. I have to say that. <laughs> we thank you for our food, Lord, for mom and dad and you, Lord. We thank you for our food, Lord, to get us through the day. Amen. I have what never, church is that, Katie? I have never heard that prayer in my life. I don't know where it 
came from, but my, my mom word. taught it to us, and so it's now a thing we still do to the family. You know, they're coming out with a new uh, Adam's Family series. Yeah, yeah. I, I just read about a casting thing the other day for the new Adam's Family series, and I was like, "What? They're coming out with a new?" So, See, yeah. I've seen a lot of rumors about it, and it's kind of the same thing with another movie on this list. Uh, Actually, the next one, Hocus Pocus. Okay, well, that's number four. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Because uh, there's been for years rumors about a second one, and it's always been fake. But mm. it's now legit. It's, it's happening. Isn't mm. it next October in one year? Yeah. And oh, it's, I bet I, you're so excited. I, well, uh... Is it a reboot or is it the original cast? It's the original cast. Oh, I, I love on. this movie so much. And it's like, even when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to watch some Hocus Pocus. I love it. But it's just sometimes the sequels are not as good. So I'm a little nervous. Yeah, but this has been t- two decades, right? I mean, this is a this is an older movie. So, you know, they've had time to sort of... and. Uh, I mean, I know we've... Anyway, okay. Next one. <laughs> next one on the list is uh, number five is Nightmare on Elm Street. I I love this movie. I love... I mean, the original Nightmare on Elm Street was just... It gave me nightmares. You know, I was a early, early teenager, maybe 13 or 14 years old, and it gave me absolute nightmares. Oh, yeah. But if you watch... If, I, it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street, and the next one's Halloween. If you go back and watch some of these originals... You're like, why were you scared? It's really not that scary. I mean, I I think I've said this probably here on the podcast before. I showed, and it's not on the list, I don't think. I showed my daughter, who loves horror movies, I showed her The Shining. I showed her the original, mm, the, the, yeah. the movie The Shining by Stanley Kubrick with uh, Jack Nicholson. And I was like, this is the scariest movie ever. This gave me worse nightmares than anything else I've ever seen in the world ever. And I guess I just blew it up too much because <laughs> she watched it and was like, well, I mean, it was a little creepy, but it wasn't really scary at all. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, damn, because that was like my childhood scary movie. The one yeah. that just absolutely freaked me out. I think it's scary. It, it's, it's psychological. Still, it's very scary. And then the new one, they did uh, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Mm. And they had a lot of the nods to the Shining Hotel and all of that. Okay. We do have to say, just for real movie buffs, that of course, uh, Carpenter's original Halloween has a special place in in all horror movie fans hearts but um yeah yeah, i mean you have the rob zombie halloweens but i i'm super excited about the halloween series continuing with jamie lee curtis that they had uh, i guess it's been two years now since the first one she did came out and then the new one is finally coming out this october Mm -hmm. Uh, halloween kills i think is what it is but I just think it's great that Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Michael is still alive. <laughs> He's not going to go anywhere. And I actually can't wait till later in this episode. I have some fun facts about the Halloween franchise. Excellent. Friday the 13th, next. Yep. Next on the list. Uh, of course, and my fun little, everybody thinks about Jason when they think about Friday the 13th. But of course, the original Friday the 13th was not about Jason. Uh, again, I think Rob Zombie did a remake of this one too. He but. Did. Uh, and in his, it was about Jason, the, the original Friday the 13th. His first Friday the 13th was about Jason, but the original Friday the 13th was actually about, uh, the, the murderer was not Jason. It had Jason, uh, story elements were linked to Jason, but the actual serial killer that was going around killing all the campers was not Jason Voorhees. Huh. Yeah, I did not know that. I didn't either, but I mean, you think of the founding fathers, you got Michael Myers, uh, Freddy Krueger, and then Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, another one. Um, Halloween Town. I don't know if y'all seen Disney this. Channel Original. Yes. Di- I'm back when Disney Channel Originals were just were amazing. Good. Like yeah. Brink and Johnny Tsunami. Remember Xenon. those? Oh, yeah. Yep. But so Halloween Town is just a cute, family-friendly movie. Um, it's got a great cast in it, but it is set between a grandmother who is actually a witch and her daughter and her grandkids live in the mortal world. And it's just this fun story. There's actually, a, I think, three movies in the series. Okay, next one, Child's Play. Mm. I mean, fantastic movie. Uh, the, the the original. I haven't actually seen the remake. The the one that they just came out with. I with Mark Hamill. Yeah, he well he voiced. He voiced. I think he yeah. voiced Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, that's I mean, classic. That's another fun classic, one. Classic. Love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fun fact about that one: Tim Burton uh, cast Michael Keaton as Batman because he saw his performance as Beetlejuice and knew that he could pull off the darkness yeah. that he needed. Michael for Keaton was an awesome bat. Batman. I don't care what people say. He was good. <laughs> Casper. The friendly ghost. Christina Ricci. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next. The craft. The craft. <laughs> I never I, seen it. What? Mm-mm. It's good. It's about high school girls and being witches and it's just it's dark it's fun there was a girl who was really very popular kind of as the alt girl um in a lot of movies and she was in the craft and she played the of the witches she was sort of the the dark edgy witch um she has since fallen off the face of the earth yeah (laughs) pretty sure everybody who watched that movie was uh trying to practice to get people's hair to fall out and doing the levitation thing. That mm. was the big thing at the mm. sleepover is trying to levitate each other. Next on the list is, I, I, I haven't seen this one. It's Double Double Toil and Trouble. I mean, I've heard the phrase, Mary-Kate obviously. Nashley. It is a Mary-Kate Nashley movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I can proudly say then that I've never seen it. Again, I try to put some family-friendly ones on this list. Practical Magic, I did not like. I did see it. I did not like it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am looking for a new co-host because Practical Magic is absolutely one of my favorite movies. I, I love it. I, I just, I, I wasn't oh, entertained I have, by it at all. I have quotes through, of that movie sprinkled throughout this whole outline. Y'all, mm, okay. Mm, We're done. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, great movie of the collaboration of Christmas and Halloween. Um it's not one of my absolute favorites. I appreciate it. I like it. And I appreciate it even more after seeing the documentary of how this was um, a stop, stop. Stop motion. Stop motion. The amount of work that goes into stop motion. Yeah. Mm. And it was such a big deal. And there was there's a great documentary about this on Disney+. Plus. Um, the next one on the list is The Witches of Eastwick. Now, this one Ooh. I can get behind. I liked this movie. I did. It was, I guess it was a little... It was, it, it was it, very it, risque. It was a little bit risque, yeah. Um, but um, but I did like it. I think there was also a TV series made out of this movie, although I never saw any of the any of the episodes. But Pretty much any kind of dark horror movies then, like, because I think they've remade The Craft, too. Like, they're going to keep doing yeah. that. Okay, this next one uh, is not as well known, but I absolutely love it. Death Becomes Her. Oh, I'm very, very familiar with it's it. It's so awesome. Meryl it has, Streep, yeah. Goldie Hawn, yeah. Bruce Willis. Goldie Hawn, again, I know I've said it before, one of those actresses that my wife will watch anything she's in, and that includes Death Becomes Her. So, yeah, we've watched that many times. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, Number 18, Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. I like this one. This was like junior high Cameron. Mm. I mean, again, Christina Ricci, uh, you know, Johnny Depp. um, It was directed by Tim Burton. So during the period when this movie came out, 
it was highly likely that if it, if there was a movie directed by Tim Burton, then it at least had Johnny Depp in it. Oh, and yeah. it probably also had Christina Ricci in it. And then later years, it started being Helena Bowen Carter and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, again, a movie that I loved. I know a lot of people like to to, to dog on this movie, um, but I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. And you know, I, I was a big fan. Bram Stoker. I, I read Bram Stoker. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I read that book in the seventh grade for a like we had to pick a book and read it and do a book report, and it was probably the longest book I'd ever read. <laughs> and uh, so it it always kind of. It was, I guess it was probably like my first big boy book. And so I always, the, the movie always had a special place in my heart. All right. Closing it out with Psycho. And just for giggles, I mean, I will throw in there. I was just reading an article before we came in to do this about um, Haunting of Hill House, Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Netflix series. The, the guy that created those was saying in the article that he wasn't going to do any more Haunting of uh, in that anthology right now. I was a little bit disappointed because I loved those. But here is a fun movie that you can make fun of me for watching and appreciating when I was basically an adult. It's a movie called The Worst Witch. I don't know of that one. It was it was on HBO when I was like 18 years old. So I was like a senior in high school. And hmm. it, was, it was based on a series of books about The Worst Witch. They have since done a TV series about the worst witch, but this was a movie. It starred some girl as the worst witch, and then Tim Curry was the principal of the witch's school. It was crazy weird. It It was so crazy weird. It was like psychedelic. But I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. If you ever want to make fun of me, you can always bring up the worst witch. We always want to make fun of you, especially since you don't like practical magic. Well, yeah. But yes, there's tons of other movies we could have talked about, like the witches, Teen Witch. Like, there's so many things out there. But let's have some fun. Let's kind of talk about the origin of Halloween. And so this, uh, you know, a lot of people may know some of this, but hopefully there's some fun nuggets in here you didn't know before. I mean, this is a Celtic festival when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. The date actually marks the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter and the times often associated with human death. That's very dark, but you think about it. It's, you know, it's cold and winters, and that's when if people would go hungry and didn't have shelter, and so they were dying. Uh, the Celts believe that on the night before the New Year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead became blurred. It was believed that on October 31st, the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. Of course, if you've, <laughs> if you've ever seen Hocus Pocus, then you have heard those exact lines said, because that's the night that the witches could come back to Earth. But it's one of those that a lot of people started wearing costumes for fear that if they left their house and these ghosts were around, they didn't want the ghosts to recognize them. The original costumes that the Celts would wear were animal heads and skins. And so we've come a far away from that. <laughs> wearing tutus now and not animal heads. I mean, you know, I would probably be more comfortable putting on an old animal head than I would be dressing in some of the costumes they have out there today. (laughs) Obviously, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system there. Halloween much more common in Maryland and Southern colonies. As customs and beliefs of different European ethnic groups and American Indians mesh, a distinctly Americanized version of Halloween began to emerge. Of course, we have to put our American spin on everything, don't we? (laughs) 
The first celebrations were called play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell fortunes, and dance and sing. Yes, fall fest, basically. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Colonial Halloween festivals were telling of ghost stories and mischiefs making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivals were common, but Halloween was still not really celebrated everywhere in the country. It was the second half of the 19th century. America was flooded with new immigrants, especially millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine. This actually helped popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Interesting. <laughs> it was the Irish. The Irish. The luck of the Irish. Exactly. Irish coming over, bringing their Halloween with them. Okay, so history of trick-or-treating. Um, I do want to jump. I found this interesting quote. It was in Country Living. Halloween was confusing. All my life, my parents said, never take candy from a stranger. But then they dressed me up and said, go beg for it. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure, Cam, do you tell your kids, like, don't take candy from a stranger? Yeah, it's just like parenting 101, right? But then on Halloween. Oh, yeah. You send them to the doorsteps. <laughs> get the good, get the Reese's, get the good stuff. It's just kind of a crazy concept. In our neighborhood, they hand out the full candy bars. Oh, like, oh yeah. everyone go to Cam's neighborhood. <laughs> So Americans began dressing up in costumes, going house to house, to house, but they were asking for food or money. And eventually this turned into our trick-or-treating tradition. There's another part of this. Young women believed that on Halloween, they could divine the name of appearances of their future husbands by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings, or mirrors. It's, yeah, so women are seeing Halloween as an opportunity to find their future husbands, while other people are begging for food or money and eventually candy. Uh, it's one of those that eventually it was moved to having more ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. But then at the turn of the century, Halloween turned to more children and adults and was more of a celebration. And we lost a lot of that frightening grotesque because community leaders and neighbors felt that it was too much. Killjoys. Killjoys is what you mean. Yeah, so because of this, Halloween lost a lot of its superstitious and actual religious overtones because it really was supposed to be this day that you were talking to ghosts. You were really having a spiritual moment, and that's kind of all been commercialized and happy spins on everything. One of my favorite spins on Halloween was uh, was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. On Halloween, it was actually on, on Buffy, in, in, in Buffy's rule book, um, all of the demons and vampires took Halloween night off. So oh. they, did, they did not attack people on Halloween night. Um, and, uh, and I always thought that was kind of an interesting take. Buffy had, uh, Halloween episodes every, every second season. So like season two, season four, season six, and they were always some of the best episodes. It's good stuff. I was say, it's kind of like we've talked about before. A lot of the sitcoms had their Disney episode. I think it's one of those, a lot of the shows had their Halloween episodes. I'm kind of guilty if I'm like just kind of sort of watching a show and then I find out they have a Halloween episode, I'm going to get to that Halloween episode. I want to see it. I want to see the costumes. I want to see what they do with it because it is such my favorite holiday. Kind of with Halloween, it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of superstitions and people think about like black cats, Thackeray Banks from Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are terrified by, don't look like you don't know who that is. <laughs> what was the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Salem. Salem. So the superstition is that you avoid crossing the path with black cats, afraid that they might bring you bad luck. 
And, you know, this actually goes back to the Middle Ages because people believed that witches would avoid detection by turning themselves into black cats, which then kind of plays to the fact that a witch turned Thackeray Binks into a black cat and Salem was a warlock that got in trouble and banished to be a black cat. Hmm. Okay. Um, in, in in the more recent uh, the chilling adventures of Sabrina the teenage witch, um, the much darker one. Yeah, th- it was. Th- they had animals that were their familiars, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily. Oh, this was an old warlock. It was just this was my this is my familiar. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, that new series is satanic, y'all. It's it's, it's real <laughs> straight dark. up satanic. Yeah. <laughs> Other common superstition is walking under ladders, which obviously you shouldn't do. It's dangerous. But it actually comes from ancient Egyptians who believed that triangles were sacred. And of course, trying to avoid breaking mirrors, stepping on cracks, or spilling salt. Although, if you listen to Practical Magic... Which I don't. (laughs) If you were to accidentally spill salt, then you are supposed to always throw it over your left shoulder. And that salt from Hocus Pocus, if you do the circle, that can protect you. Let me just ask you a question. And I, and I, I want to know for real. Uh, I want you all to, to, to really enlighten me on this. How many times in your life have you spilt salt? I, I, I don't spill salt. I, mean, I spill salt when you are refilling your salt containers. Salt is meant to be sprinkled. So I <laughs> sprinkle salt all the time. Okay. But I, I don't go around just if you spilling buy, salt. If you buy the big thing of salt and you're refilling your small thing of salt, that can happen. And then also if some jerk has taken the top part off of a salt shaker to then like load up or do whatever... And then you could accidentally spill a ton of salt on your food. Okay, this next this next little fact... I answer your question and then you act like, okay, shut up now. <laughs> Thanks. Continue. This next little... I'm tid- going to put a curse on you. This next little tidbit that you have sounds more like it goes in like a, in a Christmas episode. But, you know... I you know I I think of like hazelnuts and and, and roasting fires as as like <laughs> Christmas thing. But um, okay, so in Scotland, fortune tellers used to tell young women, eligible young women, to to name a bunch of hazelnuts after their their suitors and throw them all in the fire at once, and then whichever whichever one burned to ash rather than popping or exploding, that was supposedly the one that was going to be her man. But some legends actually said the opposite and said that the one that burned was going to be a love, but it was going to be a love that did not last. Because the best loves burn fast and hot. So those ones that are popping and trying to burn you are the ones like, oh man, Ben, dang it, that's the person I'm supposed to be with. (laughs) My word. (laughs) Okay, some fun facts about Halloween, because again, we're just having fun here. One quarter of all the candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween. Yeah, I mean, actually, this is where we're really getting into the financial stuff. This is, I mean, you know, I can tell you that we buy bags of candy uh, for for Halloween, and uh, we don't so much anymore. The place that we live now, we don't get any any trick or treaters. But when before we moved, our old house was in a neighborhood that had kids, so we would buy, and we would buy just bags and bags of candy. And I swear to you, that candy would last us the rest of the year. Well, it's you're, it's such a gamble because especially with you know obviously what's going on now, you don't really know how many kids are actually coming trick or treat, but. You're, you're gambling on how much you buy because what if it's a rainy night or a cold night, then you may not have as many kids. And then also the ripple effect of if you have too much candy in your house, then if you have no willpower, then you may eat it and then you're going to be unhappy and then you're going to have to put yourself on a diet because you've eaten too much candy. <laughs> that went down a really dark path, but it is one of those to consider. And 
This is the Thursday before Halloween, so you're probably a little too late, but uh, you need to have bought candy because this year especially with Halloween costumes, with candy, with, I hate to say this holiday when I'm talking about Halloween, but with Christmas, there is a supply chain issue going on this year, and so you've got to get ahead on buying things. Okie dokie. Another thing that's interesting that is definitely, oh, the witches and the people who really started doing Halloween are rolling in their grave right now because we're talking about millennials buying pet costumes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm... 20% you know. of millennials bought something for their pet to wear as a costume in 2018, and that's up from 16% in 2017. Does Augie have a Halloween costume? I am. I know. I know that we have dressed up Augie before. Um, so, so yeah. He. I'm sure. I, I don't know that Robin has gotten one for him this year, but I know we have dressed him up in the past. One year, we bought a taco costume for our other dog, <laughs> whose name is Belle, so that she could be Taco, taco Bell. Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's just things have changed. We've come a long way from you know witchcraft and talking to ghosts. I mean, from the, from the financial perspective, though, those costumes, those little pet costumes can be almost as expensive as the costumes I used to buy for my kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll spend $20 on a thing for, for Augie now, and I'm like, $20? I used to spend $20 at Target for my kids' costume. What the heck? See, and I mean, it's an investment for me, my costumes. Like, I have an entire closet that is full of costumes, so I, because I get good ones that I can wear again or recreate or whatever. Okay, so Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. Mm. And so, ouch on your budget that you've got these two big holidays back-to-back, essentially. But, you know, sure, the majority of that money can't be going to can't be going to candy. I mean, because the, part of the reason we buy so much candy is because it's so cheap if you buy the big giant value yeah, it's, bags. It's candy, it's decorations, it's decorations, the costumes, yeah. it's, you know, participating going to haunted houses or hay rides or... If you, you throw know, a party. If you throw a party or trunk yeah. or treats or all of those things. Um, and a lot of times, especially, I mean, I was this way, like you have to have a costume for school, you have to have a costume for this. You, you know, some kids end up having multiple costumes. And some adults. <laughs> okay, this next one. Um, I'm going to dive into this candy a little bit deeper, but I did want to throw out that candy corn was originally called chicken feed. It's been around since the 1800s. And the reason they called it chicken feed is because it was made with corn. And the original packaging had, you know, chickens on it. Jack-o'-lanterns. This is kind of a fun, spooky story. So jack-o'-lanterns come from the Irish legend. Again, here's the Irish. Yeah. It looks like the Irish were all over this thing. Oh, and I love it. I mean, I already loved Ireland, but you know, now I really do. Okay. Uh, the drunkard, the Irish legend. I feel like that's how everybody should be labeled. The drunkard and the Irish legend. Uh, Stingy Jack. So this, let me, let me skip my deep, scary voice here. Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him, but Jack didn't want to pay for the drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin. Instead of buying the drink, he pocketed the coin and kept it close to a silver cross in his house to prevent the devil from taking shape. He promised to let the devil go as long as he would leave Jack alone for a year, and if Jack died, the devil would not claim his soul. When Jack ended up dying, the devil kept his promise, but heaven also was like, no way, we do not want this drunkard Jack. So what happened to Jack? 
He was sent off into the night with only a burning coal to light his path. He placed the coal inside a carved turnip and began roaming the earth ever since. Creepy. Yeah, because the devil didn't want him either. I said that. Did you? I did. Oh, I didn't hear that. Jack was... The devil didn't want him. Devil said he wasn't going to take him. Which is odd, though, because, you know, you always think of the devil as wanting to collect as many souls as possible. The devil made a promise to Jack that he wouldn't take his soul. So then instead... He went down to Georgia. Yeah, but the devil lies. I mean, the the devil is a liar, so he could just be like, "Ma, going back on my word. I'm the devil. What are you going to do about Anyways, it? that is the origin story of jack-o'-lanterns. And so it in some cultures, they still do turnips and stuff like that. And it really was more switched over when we started doing pumpkins. Mm. But there are places that still do like squash and turnip and all of those things. Gourds. And gourds. <laughs> okay, so this is my fun fact I want to tell you all about the Halloween franchise. Because I... I feel like I'm a Halloween buff, and I did not know this. So the 1978 horror film, this would have been John Carpenter's one, right? Um, He created Michael Myers. (laughs) This movie was filmed on such a tight, tight budget that the crew had to find the cheapest mask they they could possibly find. So they ended up getting a $2 Star Trek Captain James Kirk mask. They sprayed it white and reshaped the eye holes, making William Shatner look extremely creepy. (laughs) Whoa. I didn't know that. That's incredible. I'm never going to be able to look at Michael Myers the same way now. I'm going to be looking at it, trying to identify it as William Shatner. I have watched the Halloween movies so many times and stared and stared and stared at Michael Myers' mask face when he is on the screen. And I have never been able to to see it. I have never been able to pick out details that I was like, oh, yeah, that does look like William Shatner. So. Well, I'm sure it's come a long way for sure. But I think yeah. that's just a fun little, fun little nugget for you to have. Okay, the fear of Halloween is called... Go ahead and pronounce it, Court. I mean, I'm just going to go with phonetics because I have no idea. Samhainophobia. That works. <laughs> Silly string is banned in Hollywood on Halloween. Okay, makes sense. Some call the night before Halloween mischief night, but in Michigan, they call it the devil's night. Because this is typically when, understandably, why silly string is banned in Hollywood. That's when people are egging houses, toilet papering houses, doing all kinds of things like that. Yeah, I mean, pe- people, for a while there in Detroit, I know Devil's Night got to be kind of the bane of the city's existence. Because people were going out and setting cars on fire. I mean, it got, it got, it got rough. People and get it rowdy. Was, it was like direct, in direct relation to how family-friendly Halloween, the actual night mm-hmm. of Halloween had gotten, that they were like, well, then we're going to do Devil's Night and burn stuff. Yep, they'd be smashing pumpkins, doing all kinds of things Turn like into that. the purge. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking when he was saying that. Okay, another couple of fun facts. Um, the song Monster Mash, which is just a fun, friendly song that I feel like every school plays in, in October. It was briefly banned in the UK because they thought it was too morbid. Hmm, hmm. that's okay. odd. And a lot of you probably already knew, but Harry Houdini did die on Halloween. I did not know that. So, adding some more magic to the night. Interesting. Monsters in the White House. And I'm not making a political statement by this. Um, I thought it was really interesting, the origin of how Halloween got to be in the White House. It goes back to Mammy Eisenhower, our first lady, that she started having witches and goblins and broomsticks in the White House. Thank you, First Lady Eisenhower. You are my hero. 
So ever since then, the White House has hosted a Halloween celebration, having the vice presidents involved, the first dogs, yes, they're involved, and the staff. Um, there's this great couple articles I found of showing pictures of the different presidents and vice presidents dressing up. And really the the VP, the one that wins that I think from just the pictures I briefly saw was Al Gore. He really, like, him and his wife really nailed dressing up for a couple of years. Hmm. So, and that, that was shocking to me. But, I mean, I'm sure it's one of those that Cam, as uh, the communications marketing guy, knows that you got to ride that fine line of, like, not dressing up and you don't want people to make fun of you or you don't want to wear the wrong costume when you're in the role of the leader. So, mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. You know who else went all out for their Halloween parties? Who? Heidi Klum. Have you seen those? Oh, yes. Heidi Klum is something the day after Halloween, I always look to see what Heidi does because her costumes are always so epic, but she's almost gotten to the point now where they're unattainable. It used to be that they were just really awesome, dedicated costumes, but now she's got so much prosthetic and these teams that come in that they're incredible, but... It's not anything, not any normal average joke. Yeah. Nobody could ever, you know, touch it. But yes, Heidi Klum, I, every November 1st, I'm looking for what she's done. So let's hit on this next one because one of my favorite things, favorite things in the world is ghost stories generally, but haunted houses specifically. Oh, yeah. And um, the White House is, is thought to be haunted. Yes. Yeah, so who, who, who's the, who is the, who is the, the ghost that you would think would be seen the most in the White House? I mean, the most common one is Lincoln. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me for some reason. He's been seen by several different people. Queen Wilhelmina of, um, of, Netherlands. Netherlands. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt says she saw him. Uh, Sir Winston Churchill said he saw him, although he might have just had a little bit too much to drink that night. And hey, no. Just saying. <laughs> well, and other ghosts that have supposedly have been seen in the White House is Andrew Jackson, David Burns, and Abigail Adams. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that's awesome. I mean, you think about how old the White House is and how much it, there it's been through. There would have to be a couple of ghosts. There has to be. And yeah. that's, I mean... Most places that have been around for a long time probably have some kind of spirits hanging around. Yeah, that's like when my kids start talking about our house being haunted. I don't want to rain on their parade because they love the idea that a house might be haunted or something. But I'm like, guys, this house was built in the 70s. <laughs> there hasn't been, nobody, nobody's died here. There hasn't been time for it to get haunted. Yeah, well, that's my brother. Um, when he was little and Ghostbusters was really big, my parents were building their house. I wasn't born yet. And he had the contractor promise him that he was going to bring Ghostbusters in to inspect the house and make sure there was no ghost. Mm. So, okay, the next part that you think about with Halloween, and, you know, we already kind of talked about with costumes with Heidi Klum, is that there's so many different costumes out there. And there's always those, like, top costumes that if you go to any party or every kid in school, there seems to be a repeat. Mm. And I know forever it was just, like, Harley Quinn. All you would ever see is Harley Quinn costumes. Despite all of the variety of costumes that are out there, according to several lists, the top five costumes for adults are witch, vampire, cat, Batman, and ghost. I feel like it's because they're easy. Boring. They're, I mean, they're just kind of generic. They are what they are. And somebody can throw on a witch hat or throw on, you know, some fake blood on their mouth and say, I'm a vampire. But the list for 2021, the hot costumes... So if you want to be trendy, you can do these. Or if you're like me and you want to do the exact opposite and try and find the ones that no one else is going to be. But this list for this year is Cruella, Beth Harmon from Queen's Gambit, Bob Ross, Emily in Paris, Money Heist, Bezos in Space, Black Widow, Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. I, I mean, this feels That's like it was an eternity over. ago. I'm I don't know why now. this is popular anymore. Yeah. 
Baby Yoda. Nice. Anyone from Bridgerton. Venom. Moira Rose or anyone from Schitt's Creek. And always Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know, Harley Quinn, I think, is a, the most recognizable of the of the women on that list. Mm, Cruella. Uh, Cruella, Harley Quinn, maybe Black Widow. But Black Widow is basically just a, a tight leather jumpsuit. Um I mean, Harley Quinn, you know, people are, people look and, you know, it's kind of obvious it's Harley Quinn. You know, I could see you putting on a Cruella dress and if that's all you did, if you just put on the dress and then you, it's just a, you're just a high fashion icon, you'd have to go all out and do the, the hair and everything like that yeah. to really be noticeable as Cruella. See, I'm a crazy person and it's like, if it's an easy costume where I just have to like wear a costume itself and that's what it is. I typically stay away from it. I want to have one where I have to do the hair. I have to do the makeup. I have to do like a whole change to make it that character because I want to get fully immersed in there. One of the things that I was kind of going to build up to with that whole comment was the fact that Harley Quinn has another advantage to it over most of those other costumes for women. What is it about Halloween and women using it as an opportunity to dress? Are you going to make a more mean, provocative? Are you going to make a Mean Girls boys? comment? <laughs> when I mean, I would have definitely been Lindsay Lohan in that movie, showing up looking like you know a horror person, and the rest of them look like Playboy bunnies. Yeah, yeah, yes. That uh, that definitely has changed over the years. Actually, I don't know if it's changed over the years. It's always been an excuse I... that some people take it to that extreme. Me, I always end up going with some. Crazy costume. I think last year I sent both of y'all a picture of mine and y'all both were terrified. So I was like, my job is done. Yes. Didn't we record when you were dressed as Ursula? Was that Halloween? Yes. That's, yeah. I was dressed as Ursula because, um, yeah, since I came over to Pickler Wealth Advisors, uh, another coworker and I have decided that we needed to have dress up days every Friday in October because you got to. And so, yeah, I was dressed up as Ursula last year recording with the purple skin and everything. Yep. And, um, David Pickler's a huge Halloween buff as well. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when we were younger, like he would always wear great costumes. He had this awesome Batman costume that was probably like uh, replicated off of Michael Keaton Batman. Mm -hmm. But him and a couple of the neighbors, the dad neighbors, would all play pranks on each other and dress up. One of them had a haunted house he created in his uh, garage. But one of the stories my parents tell is that one of the dads got so into it. Like my dad would like hide in a corner and then just kind of like jump out and scare you. This guy dressed up as Wolfman and would get up on roofs and jump down. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> so that's what the moms would all joke of like, I don't know who's having more fun, the kids or the dads. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think that Halloween is definitely, if you let it, everyone can have fun with it. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to have fun. What? Candy. 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 Okay, so... Skittles! Oh, I the, love uh, Skittles. So let's start with the worst list. And this is obviously the list that's out there, but you don't have to agree with it. So on the worst list is candy corn. I personally love candy corn. What about you two? I mean, you know, it's just it's just a, a ball of hardened sugar. It's just... It's like a filler for me, just like a candy bowl filler. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Decoration. I don't dislike the way it tastes. Not like I do some of the other things on yeah. this list. I think last year David got so mad that I put candy corns out in the front lobby. And he's like, who brought this nastiness? Because he does not like them. Thank you, David. Thank you. <laughs> so also on the worst list is licorice. Blah. Yeah. I could not say that. Black licorice oh. is is of the devil. I mean, it it, it is it is horrible. It is nasty, nasty tasting. And then they went and made a candy out of it 
that tastes like black licorice. And that's the next on the list, which is good and plenty. Good and plenty, yep. And then you got Tootsie Rolls. Mary, I like Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, Mary Jane's. Um, wax cola bottles. I remember, I remember those. those. Yeah, I hated them. Yep. Necco wafers. Smarties. Okay. I love Smarties. Smarties are good. And it's, um, I think my niece and my cousin, like that was the only candy they were allowed for a long time was Smarties. Mm. And uh, peanut butter kisses. And this is not like Reese's. This is some like weird, like candy you'd find in your grandma's house or something. It was weird. Mm, gross. And then circus peanuts. Ugh. You know circus peanuts? You know what flavor that is? What? I just found this out. Banana flavored. They're spongy and Yeah, weird. you yeah. know what? I remember eating those mm-hmm. and they're nasty. Uh, they're okay. nasty, baby. On the best list, uh, nerds. Oh, yeah. Love those. Butterfingers. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Hershey bar. No, no. Twix. Yep, yep. Kit Kat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sour Patch Now kids. we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Snickers. Yes, ma'am. M&M's. Yeah. Skittles. Skittles! And Reese's Cups. Oh, yeah. And Starburst. Those are the tops. Mm. Cricket. <laughs> I like Starbursts. I do too, but I just, it was funny how she, she got to Starburst and we were like. I mean, Reese's are probably I got too favorite. excited about yeah. uh, the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> um, and I think definitely last year we saw everyone creating these candy shoots. Do y'all, did y'all see those? Was that a PVC mm-hmm. pipe that they could like socially distance, like drop the candy down to somebody? Yeah. I'd be scared. I mean, I'd like nail a kid in the head with <clears throat> some candy or something. I did do, try to do that last year. I had a Mardi Gras theme um, in my yard with my skeletons and thought I would just stand out there and throw candy out at people, but then I would feel bad if I hit a kid. Yep. Okay, to your question you started this off with, Court, mm-hmm. when do you decorate for Halloween? I say not until October 1st. So me as a Halloween buff, I've always kind of stuck with the last week of September, October 1st philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked of how many people decorated earlier this year. And it's, you know, into September. And I found one article that said some people start decorating as soon as Labor Day has passed. Another one said late September. But when you think about it is we start decorating Christmas. Like people will put up their Christmas stuff November 1st. No, no, so, that's that also but, is against the law. But you think about it, people will do it and it's acceptable. So they have Christmas set up for like, Two almost three, two months or more. So why can't Halloween have two months? Uh, Because neither of them, neither of them needs two months. The reason stores put up their Christmas decorations early is to get people shopping. And, you know, stores putting up Halloween stuff to get people buying candy and then forgetting they bought candy and buying more candy. I mean, it's it, it's all a, it's all a financial racket from the store's perspective. And from the, the home decoration perspective, you you have you have done what I hate more than anything, which is skip over my favorite holiday, <laughs> which is Thanksgiving. And if everybody is decorating their house for Christmas before Thanksgiving even rolls around, then I get robbed. That's right. Robbed because Thanksgiving has decorations, too. It's all about money and marketing. It's the same reason Starbucks releases their pumpkin spice stuff at the end of August when it is hot as hell outside. But women come up with their big scarves and... and, Oh, the uh, whole pumpkin spice thing. I, as much as I love Halloween, I have never tried anything pumpkin spice from Starbucks ever. Really? I think it's just that, I don't know, I, I try and I like to be trendy and go with stuff, but then other things that I'm like, no, y'all are, y'all don't understand Halloween. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna try it. Maybe that, maybe... I've got a couple of days left until Halloween, so maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll do it. Okie dokie. Well, you know, this year it's, uh, again, we're in a crazy year again. It's unfortunately, here we go again. I doubt anybody's going to be bobbing for apples. Yeah, probably not. Not really Mm -hmm. COVID friendly, any Mm -hmm. of that. 
Um, but yeah, candy shoots will be back. Hopefully people are still having fun and they're celebrating the best way possible with Halloween. I did want to throw out some more fun quotes about Halloween because, you know, they're quotes. I love them and it's Halloween. <laughs> so Stephen King, we make up horrors to help us cope with the real ones. Huh, I like it. Tim Burton, every day is Halloween, isn't it? Well, for some of us, I think that's me. I, I would have a little bit of Halloween every day if I could. Love it. Uh, where there is no imagination, there is no horror. Halloween is not only about putting on a costume, but it's about finding the imagination and costume within ourselves. Okay, so a lot of this, a lot of this comes back to uh, an area that I'm severely lacking in, I guess. Now, I love horror movies and horror and so forth, so I don't think that I'm entirely in lack, lacking in imagination, but I, I hate dressing up. I, I just, I do not, I, I feel uncomfortable dressed up. I have, I have, I don't have the imagination to like put together a costume out of just the stuff that's in my drawer. You know, like some people, I just, I, I can't, See, I can't it do shocks it. me because you have a theater background. Well, but the, 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 the costumes were always provided for me. I didn't have to do anything. So wait, wait, are you telling me that if I provide a costume for no, you? No, I'm not telling you that. that. Cameron, is that what you heard though? That's what I heard. If people will come and pay to see me dressed up, then I, then I will then I will happily dress up, which is what they do when you're in a play. I mean, did you get paid when you were in those plays? Somebody did. Somebody was making some money. But you weren't paid. Listen, so I'm what's just the, telling what, you. No, no, no. I, Somebody's got to pay some money. I smell a fundraiser coming up where uh, people pay yeah. to see him in costume. I think we need to make not, it happen. Everyone listen happen. and comment, and I will put a costume together It's never going to happen. By the 31st. I literally just will refuse to wear it. You'll be so disappointed. Okay, well, let's talk about this then, since this is more your happy zone. Nothing on earth is so beautiful as the final hall on Halloween night. That's your candy hall. Mm. So, I know your kids are grown, and Cam, yours are still younger, but... Do you have the parent tax with the candy? Oh, like we buy all this candy before Halloween to put out and we eat it all before it's time. And and then the kids bring home the haul and we eat it all. I mean, yeah, but there's so no you, respect. So you don't go, okay, I need this. Yeah, mommy and daddy need these. There's no asking, we take. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Court? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't re remember when my kids were, I, I would probably ask them, like, they knew I loved Skittles. So whenever they got Skittles, they would give the Skittles to me because it was like my crack. Um, but I, I don't remember specifically like, you know, saying, and I, we never did the game where we were like, oh, hey, I'm going to film you and then tell you I ate all your candy. We never tried that one. That one was a little bit after our kids time. So that was just like six months ago or a year ago. Like I that mean, was it's, recent. It's been going on for like five or six years now. Oh, well, but I just found out about it. So, okay. Well, again, another, another quote that court won't understand. Clothes make a statement, costumes tell a story. Well, I mean, I, I, I get that one. That one kind of is, is, is good. It's. And when witches go riding and black cats are seen, the moon laughs and whispers, "'Tis near Halloween." Oh, well, that was a cute little poem. It was. She just gave us a poem, Makes ladies and happy. gentlemen. And the farther we've gotten from the magic and mystery of our past, the more we come to need Halloween. Ding, ding. Or actually, I guess it should be more like, gong. Like gong. a real spooky bell, you know? That does not sound spooky at all. Well, it would if it was if it was the right sound effect. I'm excited for Halloween. Hopefully you guys are. Hopefully this has been fun. You've found some fun little nuggets that you can talk about if you are going to Halloween party or just to share with your friends and family. We would love for you to comment on this and, you know, or send us a picture of what Halloween costume you're doing this year or what your kids are doing. Uh, you know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Court, you probably don't know what your kids are going to dress up as and we know you're not going to dress up. 
Cam, do you have any idea what your kids are doing, or does Abby handle that? Oh, yeah. Last year, we uh, we did Star Wars. This year is Harry Potter. I love it. Yeah. Very fun. Well, I still am undecided. I always have a huge list of what I'm going to do, and I've got several prepared, ready to go, and I just have to decide which one I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't know. Emily may or may not dress up as something. William, probably not. Cakey usually goes to a Halloween party and usually has three or four costumes, so there's no telling what, what she, where she will fall. But. Well, I mean, I, again, the other reason why Halloween is uh, one of my favorites, and my mom would kill me if I didn't tell this story, Court and Mallard's birthday, you know, is November 3rd, if you've listened to our past episodes, so it's coming up around the corner. I was very bitter that I was not a boo baby, which is a baby born on Halloween, or at least what I call it, and so I used to jokingly tell the story to the point that I almost was believing it, that my mom actually went into the hospital to deliver me on Halloween, had a witch costume on, crazy tights and everything, and then just waited to have me until November 3rd. That's not true, but I like to have the visual of like my mom's in the hospital dressed as a witch, and that's how I came into this world. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not getting a normal bullseye this week, but uh, that's about as close as I think we we need to come for, for Katie to have a bullseye. Uh, she loves Halloween. Uh, we hope that you have a fantastic, fantastically fun and safe Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Don't drink too much. And uh, Stay away from the witches and don't light a black flame candle. Right, yeah, definitely no black flame candles. Um, hey, Cameron, how about that gong? <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another, albeit somewhat slightly weird, episode of the Biblecast podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to check out our website where you can hear a lot more or go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. That way we can be laser beamed into your brain every single week on Thursday at noon. Also, we have pictures. We post the pictures on Instagram. Maybe we'll post some Halloween costume pictures on Instagram for you. You can check that out at Bullcast Podcast. And then we also have Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And finally, we mentioned early on, which we should probably do every episode, that we work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. If you'd like to find out more about Pickler Wealth Advisors, our amazing team, our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go check us out there. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com That's advisors with an O. Not an E. They say it the best. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need to go forth and be happy. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. Happy Halloween. Woo!